You could have landed us all on Mars. Excuse me. I do not believe this is Mars. What do I know? I've never been. Welcome to another very special episode of Stargate Weekly. I'm Stuart Hollis. And I'm Thad Haight. And this time, instead of talking about an episode of SG-1, we're going to be talking about the entire run of Stargate Origins. Yep. You don't sound excited to talk about Stargate Origins, Thad. (laughs) Well, um... I'm not. (laughs) Uh... We, I don't like to go completely negative, even when we talked about uh, Emancipation, uh, when we were mm-hmm. doing SG-1, we had a few good things to say. Even when we talked about Hathor, we had a few good things to say. I have very little good to say about this. I really liked uh, Wasif. He was good. Yeah, no, Wasif was cool. I'll give him that. I can't remember, is this the first gay relationship on Stargate? Certainly the first really obvious and overt one. Whether or not there was anybody who we were supposed to get the hint was gay on, say, Universe or Atlantis, uh, I didn't get the hint. So I'm guessing TV Guide doesn't have a synopsis for this since it was never on TV. I didn't bother looking it up because I assumed that it wasn't going to have a synopsis because it was never on TV. The Stargate Wiki. Yeah says that Stargate Origins serves as a prequel to Stargate SG-1 and explores the backstory of Dr. Catherine Langford, the daughter of Professor Paul Langford, the man who discovered the Stargate in Giza, Egypt, in 1928, as depicted in the 1994 feature film Stargate. The events of the series take place ten years after the discovery of the gate. So, that's not wrong, but except for the fact that this is a prequel to SG-1, and it really isn't. It's a prequel to the movie. And I'm confused about the idea that it's 10 years after they discovered the gate. I thought they discovered the gate in the late 1920s. Yes, and this is the late, and then this movie takes place in the late 1930s. This show, not movie. Right, but the Nazi SS officer is showing newsreel of captured prisoners marching barefoot. Yeah, I wondered where those were coming from. Right. That that's what I'm saying. it's like the like the te- like say it's 15 years. Then everything lines up. But like if you were to say no, but see then that wouldn't line up because uh Langford's partner wouldn't have gone back to Berlin to get funding. Mm. And civilians wouldn't have been in Egypt doing stuff. They would have left because it's a war zone. Well, they definitely would have left because it's a war zone if we're seeing footage of the marching prisoners. Like, but the but the partner could have gone back to Berlin for additional funding before the war kicked off. 
The war started in 1939. Why did I have it in my head that it started? Because we didn't join until 41. That's probably why. Yeah. But uh, Punch was served in Poland in 1939. Okay. Germany invaded Poland in 1939. We were invited! Punch was served! So, no, I I think there was supposed to indicate, like, um, uh, concentration camp type things. Uh, well... Or the the power of the of the Reich, but my the reason why I brought up and was confused by the footage was because I had the timeline weird in my head. Okay, that's why. Like the footage made perfect sense. If this German uh, Deutsch bag was thinking on the other side of this thing that no one ever called the Stargate, uh. I'll get to that in a second. Um, like, if the people on the other side of this are, are powerful and all that, let's try and convince them to be on our side to take their power. And what better way to demonstrate to them that we're powerful than by showing the uh, big rallies celebrating our fearless leader and our fallen foes marching barefoot? Right. But they're not fallen foes, per se. I'm pretty sure those were, like, supposed to be, like, the the Jews and the Romani and the other people that they rounded up. But even then, those programs didn't really get going until later either. I I, I disagree that it's supposed to be Jews. Well, but what foes could it have been? I mean, are you trying to say that Germany won no battles and definitely didn't ever capture any prisoners? What I'm trying to say is that Egypt was a British territory at this time. Yes, because James was there. The if the war had been declared, Langford would have a, would understand exactly why his German partner couldn't return to Egypt. Okay, so we're back to being confused by the timeline. The war has not yet started yet. It couldn't have based on this timeline. Okay. I, this feels very much more like it's the same sort of realm as uh, the Indiana Jones films, in that the Nazis are powerful, but they have not yet started World War II. Okay. So yeah, that footage makes no sense, because where would it have come from? Regardless of where it came from, I disagree that it was about the that it was supposed to be of Jews. Whether or not it was about the Jews, such as for example later when the Deutsche Bag says, um, "Nice, like, and we'll bring you thousands of slaves of undesirables like this one." Even though I don't think Langford's a Jewish name or even a undesirable heritage. Lang- I mean, Connor Trenier, you know, as Aryan as. The Deutsch bag. Mm. More so, his hair's lighter. Right? There you go. But, yeah. Anyway, I think we can gloss over that when there's so many other things that we can complain about. Yes, like, why was it slapstick? Yeah. Why did it have a lower budget than the early seasons of SG-1? It sure looked it, didn't it? Like, I, it, it, it felt and looked like a web series. Well. I realized that that's what they called themselves. But web series is a specific connotation, and I, yeah. and it did come across that way. But a web series usually is not promoted as much as this one was specifically to like the target audience. I mean, like I mean, it's not like I saw any billboards for Stargate Origins. But yeah, no, I get what you're saying. Given the, like the level of promotion behind it, it there was a lot about it. Everything felt small. Yep. Also. For a web series that's only available for streaming, it sure had 
very low streaming quality. It eventually got it. Um, I didn't have too many quality problems. I have lots of other problems with the Stargate Command app. Oh, oh, yeah, no, no, no. The Stargate Command app is a whole other story. Yeah, there's so many issues. We could do an entire show on how terrible the Stargate Command app is. We could do like an entire after show on it, but. <laughs> But no, what I'm what I'm talking about here is, uh, well, once I resigned myself to the fact that there was no way I was watching this from on my Apple TV because, same, yeah, uh, I just uh, I had my gaming computer already hooked up to my receiver because I had been playing a game a while ago and hadn't moved it back, so I just like okay, I'll just I'll just play this on the PC, and the video quality it is very compressed. It was HD. Uh, still shots looked fine, but anytime there was a lot of movement, the, the image was terrible. I did notice that. I have streaming issues in general here, and I don't know if this is a if it's a Comcast thing or a too much other stuff on the pipe thing. Uh, but I frequently have streaming issues, so I guess I didn't pay that close of attention to those specifics. So the, now they did say that those of us who our all access subscribers will get a download code for the 4k feature cut, which will be nice if for no other reason than we don't have to tell it to play the next episode. Yeah. Assuming I want to watch this again. No, I, I don't have a lot to recommend it and we can just cut straight to the end to say that it doesn't even seem to want to recommend itself because it ends with the Langford's getting mind wiped. James, and James getting killed and Wasif being turned into one of Ra's Jaffa. A Rafa, yeah. if you will. A, almost kind of like a robot Jaffa. Because it, fe- it almost seemed like the helmet going on him like turned him into like a cyborg type thing. At least no. I know he, it didn't, but it, it, that's, that's what it kind of looked like. And you know that it's supposed to be the same helmets as from the movie which we saw in the movie would do like the much much fancier like like uh unhelmeting thing right well yeah yeah fair enough okay so yeah the 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 show that this thing made it clear that we're gonna sort of talk about the stargate although i think like the word like the word stargate i think only gets dropped once and that's after Catherine says unless alset opens the gate for him meaning the the german guy and up until that point i don't think anyone had said the use the term stargate but yeah i i mean i thought from the beginning that they were going to get their mind wiped at the end just because it was the only way that you could reconcile the events of the movie with this there could have been we have to swear each other to secrecy eh. boy I, I, I just didn't care for it no i didn't either uh and just it had just a hor- just a horrendously amateurish feel the entire way through. Yeah. The acting wasn't even very good. And no. even from Connor Trenier, who is a good actor and has been in a lot of things. He didn't have a lot to do. No. And I think part of a lot of it was the writing, but it just, ugh, just everything about it was meh. And I, it really upsets me because when MGM announced this at Comic-Con last year, Mm-hmm. They said that this was going to be their way of testing the waters to make sure there's interest in more Stargate. And you got to give us something interesting for us to show interest. Yeah, it's like I said, everything about it felt too small. Like every time, like when we're 
when there was the the fight scene between the the German soldier and the the villager, it mm-hmm. felt like they were fighting in a closet practically. Yep. Like there was just no room to move around. Uh, did you notice the Eric Avari? The fact that he's named Kasuf? Yeah. No, 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 no. Eric Avari himself. No, I didn't. It's a half second hit. Okay. Uh, in that, like, just before that scene, uh, when Kasuf gets, like, thrown back or whatever by the German guy, uh-huh. it cuts to a guy in the crowd. It's Eric Havari. Okay, that's nice. There's another similar thing. Uh, the American agent at the end that's questioning them. The woman. Yes. Yeah. Uh, that actress's name is Kelly Vint Castro, and she played young Catherine in the movie. Oh, nice. Yeah. I didn't recognize her. I She looked vaguely familiar, so I looked her up, and mm-hmm. I don't know why she was vaguely familiar, because other than that, I don't think I had seen her in anything, but I'm glad I did, because then I knew that she was in the original Stargate movie. Which came out 22 years ago, so, uh, uh, you know, so how on earth are you supposed to recognize right now? <laughs> exactly. I was kind of hoping at the very end that we'd get a Ben Browder cameo. Oh, yeah. See, it like loaded on the ship. That was the other thing that was throwing me off about the timeline was because of Continuum. I couldn't remember what year that was supposed to take place. 1939. Right. Like, I, like that's also what was throwing me off about the timeline. It was like, and now we have the Nazis here. And that's here. something that always bothered me about Continuum, by the way. Do you... Th- so, at one point when they're, when they're in the village with young Kasuf and... Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, passing around drugs, and I'm pretty sure that's a durian on the table, which is a gross kind of veg of fruit. I'm not sure which category it belongs to. It's gross, uh, apparently. I've never had it, but it's apparently gross. They like to use it on cooking shows to, like, screw with people. Well, they're all saying that word that I can't remember now. Mmm. Bonnyway. 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 Kasuf says it in a very creepy way. What while what while they're at the table? Uh, no, the 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 last scene when they're not last scene of the but the the last scene in that area at the party thing when right before Catherine and James is James the name? Oh yeah, James is the British guy. No, he's saying it because he had just offered to Catherine to that she and James could take his tent for a little, you know, and and just the way he says it sounds. I mean, I realized that was the whole point, but it just sounded so creepy. Bonnyway. Bonnyway. I honestly did not notice it. it I I didn't pick it up as so creepy. If I picked it up, it was more of like a, huh, 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 you know, you know. Yeah, yeah. Sort of thing. Because I can't remember what the word was. But my point is, do you, I mean, we have our depiction of women from the 30s and 40s mm-hmm. and i have to imagine that they were because society was more reserved that they would have just yeah and that's kind of what i felt like it um, feels like she was more bold than she would have been in actuality if it was actually the 30s or 40s i think that probably still depended on the women like some would have been some probably fewer than are now would have been but I still think there 
definitely would have been some, especially especially in the 30s. Like if you want if you were to go back before the 20s, you would probably find less of that. But I know the 20s had a big sort of revolution as far as uh women's behavior went. I suppose if we think of her as uh Ravenwood, yes, referencing to Indiana Jones again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, think of her as as that. Okay, I I can square it that way. And I suppose that I mean, she's been out like away from America all this time, effectively living in Egypt, etc. But surrounded by British people, so that's got to be like a like a like a nullifying factor. <laughs> and then there was that conversation in the when uh, James and Wasif, Wasif were talking. Before she showed up. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> yeah. But then that makes sense because he's British. Yes, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> so, why did the weird, stupid German guy have to wear her underwear? Because slapstick. <sighs> Same reason why when they were having their incredibly awkward first fight with apparently the Jaffa was also a Gould? Like, why were there only three there were no Jaffa. Gould people? They were all Gould, as far as I could tell. Well, there's, like, the Handmaiden. Was she also a Gould? She had yellow eyes. Yeah, why were their eyes permanently yellow? I don't know, but I assume that meant they were Gould. I guess. I do appreciate... Okay, so, I have two comments about the costume design. One, uh-huh. the... Asset's costuming and her... Cohort. Secrete? Secret? I can't recall. Secret? It was uh, something. Yeah, there was like an S and a couple of E's and an R and a Q in there. Sir Cat. Um, Sir Cat. Anyway, I really hated their costumes. Yes. Um, but on the flip side... You didn't side, like a set's uh, underboob outfit? No, I also didn't like Sir Cat's underbutt outfit. Yeah, I know. Yeah, they were both ridiculous. I didn't like being able to see the seams in... Sir Cat's outfit either because yeah. it's magical alien material. There shouldn't be any reason to see the seams like that. Same reason why it always bugged me in SG one when we would be able to see like the, the like the wrinkles in the collars of the Jaffa armor, which yes. is supposed to be like solid metal, and we can see that it's clearly just you could sometimes see it bend too. Yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, so like for the same reason that that irked me, it irked me to see Sir Cat's. Like, like the seam like right there like down the middle like uh towards the end but what i did like about the costume department was what they did with the jewelry and the face makeup yeah that did look cool right because that to me felt like a a useful way of differentiating them but also if they see themselves as the ruling class why wouldn't they go to further lengths to play up their differences? Yeah. They can afford this jewelry, this modification, this makeup. Like, that That makes sense to me, and I really liked it a lot. And I think that'd be... If we were to ever get more real Stargate, I think that they could take a solid cue in that department. It's a way to make them alien without having to put ridges on their foreheads. Yeah. So, speaking of our desire to have more real Stargate, I think we should give a shout-out to the uh, Stargate Now movement on social media. 
and the what is it hashtag drive to revive uh well they've had a couple different hashtags every time they do a tweet storm it's a different hashtag but uh specifically the stargate uh one of the recent ones was stargate rising for instance but stargate now is being run by uh, a lot of people who some who are some people who are just huge stargate fans and some people who have been involved in stargate like uh Joseph Malazzi and uh, Brad Wright are both involved in it. Uh, a lot of the actors have been talking about it, too. It's it's basically a grassroots movement to try to convince MGM to do a new Stargate series in the, you know, actual realm of the other shows. And more in the vein, probably, of SG-1 in Atlantis. Yes. I'm not sure. I, I have no idea what chance this will have of convincing mgm to do anything but more power to them and at the moment it looks like our best chance of getting new stargate i'm cautiously optimistic i join my voice with yours to urge our listeners to get on this campaign Mm -hmm. and see what we can do to get more proper stargate out into the universe yeah follow at stargate now on twitter uh they also are on facebook as stargate now but the majority of stuff that's happening is Twitter because that's where they know that MGM actually does pay attention to uh, because trending hashtags and all that. Why did the end of every episode spin? Why didn't the ring of the Stargate itself spin when they were dying like it? Well, like they, they had to like shove the stuff into into place, but then when they're using the DHD, it just snaps. It's just well, when you use the DHD, the ring doesn't spin. Well, that's because on SG-1, they just had, like, the glowy bits. Right. I did appreciate that we had the classic wormhole video, though. Yes. I I, I liked that. I liked Catherine's first experience walking through the wormhole. Mm-hmm. That was good. Apparently, they get frozen again now, walking yeah. through the wormhole. Okay, we're back to that now. There were only, as far as I could tell... A couple references to the show. Most of the references were to the movie, but there were a few show references. For one, the fact that the Germans have the DHD. That was not covered in the movie, but it does come up in the show because the Russians get it in World War II. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was also the mention of the Harcesis. That was yes. also not in the yes. movie. Uh, I don't believe the humans were called the Tauri in the movie either. No. Well, if they were, it wasn't called out and i am also 99 percent sure naquita did not get discussed in the movie either or nagada <laughs> right well when kasuf's talking about it he does actually differentiate between the city of nagada and the element of naquita they still sound the same but the subtitles show it differently <laughs> yes but those were a couple a couple nods, and I liked that because I had seen a lot of people saying, well, this isn't going to be any reference to the show, it's just going to be for the movie. And no, they clearly did put in a couple references to SG-1 in here. Yeah. That said, I would not call this an SG-1 prequel. Sorry, Stargate Wiki. It's a movie prequel. I did kind of like the the little thing where she breaks off the, the final symbol, because obviously that's a big plot point in the movie. I like that too. Yeah, that was good. And as much as I sort of hated the, well, we're just going to make sure, make none of this actually matter, I guess it's cool that they implanted the idea into Catherine's mind to come back with a team that can kill Ra. 
It would have been cooler if there had been a scene in the original movie where Catherine was secretly petitioning for them to bring along the biggest, baddest nuke they could get their hands on. That's a very good point. So, when, um, Wazif was being healed, Mm -hmm. why did his blood get sucked back into the wound? That is also one of my notes. (laughs) Also, why did then all the blood disappear? Yeah. Why, when the German guy is lying dead after the fight, when the Mm-hmm. Evil evil German guy shoots him in the head. It's so clearly a CGI puddle of blood. They couldn't have gotten a bottle of Hershey syrup. How bad was Ra's spaceship? Ra's spaceship was very, very bad. Why didn't they just, like, use the scene from the movie? God, seriously. They did that on the show a couple times. Why doesn't the staff weapon sound right? Why didn't the rings sound right? They sounded, like, almost right. The rings sounded more right than the staff weapon did. Why is the theme just an auto-tuned version of the original theme? Yeah, that was weird, right? <laughs> I did like um, when they're looking at the cartouche and the symbols, when Kasuf says that they're stars. I liked that. Because, well, they are. Yes. I mean, Catherine just ignores him, basically. But that, w- that line was more for the audience anyway. So there were a couple of little moments that were, that were good, but all, all in all, it just... Yeah. It yeah. It felt like it was made by a group of people who had less backing, less funding and less promotion than they did. I've seen fan films that looked better. I don't watch that many fan films. I don't watch a lot, but I have seen a few that looked better than this. This had much better lighting than almost any fan film. All right. And that's usually like the biggest way that you can tell the difference. That's uh, fair. The commoditization of incredibly powerful computers and ever better digital camera sensors has means that amateur filmmakers now can either buy or rent pro level gear, certainly filming gear and microphones for not all that much money, especially as compared to before. And it's all so small and so lightweight that they can get these shots relatively easily that before would have been impossible for them because the cameras would have been way too bulky and or expensive. They wouldn't have even begun to think about risking them. Uh, but the one thing they don't have as much control over is the lighting. Yeah, okay. That's, yeah, that's fair. So did the um, the crate of Naquita sort of remind you of the, going back to Indiana Jones again, the box that the Ark of the Covenant was stored in? No, no, it made me think of a big box of charcoal is all. Uh just the, the wooden crate with the Nazi symbol on the side, because you gotta stamp the Nazi symbol on the side. The only people who are more obsessed with their own uh, iconography is probably the crew of the USS Discovery. <laughs> okay, so I actually do... That segues into... I very much want to reference Star Trek in this episode, because there were... There were there was a lot of criticism, uh, mostly, in my opinion, unfounded criticism about Discovery, which was mm-hmm. the other sci-fi web series that recently came out. Uh, and the other sci-fi web series that was a prequel to an established franchise uh, and was available only on the internet, etc. Et There's a lot of similarities here. That's like you saying that Jessica Jones is a Marvel web series. I would not classify... Okay. Okay, the other major sci-fi franchise prequel that was available on the available solely as sh- solely for streaming. There you go. 
Okay. I feel like a lot of the... A lot of the things that people complained about with Discovery, and I don't necessarily see were, were correct, or absolutely apply to Stargate Origins. And Discovery, I think, is shows how you do this right for the most part because they had a very big budget things looked great they had good acting you could what they did entire you know normal length episodes uh <laughs> the the normal length episodes the and the good acting you can both get away with without having to have a big budget if you are gonna say like you can only get it done right if you have a big budget Okay. The the fact that they shot the entire like, see the real question is how much did like an episode of SG one or Atlantis or even Universe cost because I'm sure that the cost just kept going up over time because that's just how oh, yeah. things work. But like how much did an episode of SG one cost? How much did and you know take that number multiply it by two and a half? Which number is higher, this or Origins budget? You know, it might very well be the SG one episode. <laughs> <laughs> And I would absolutely believe that, and I, and in fact, I'm pretty sure it is true that uh, an epi- uh, that the ep- individual episodes of Discovery were more expensive than any Star Trek yeah. episodes before them. I think they were more expensive than any episode of anything before them. I thought I had heard that the run of Discovery cost more than a season of Game of Thrones. No, there's no way. That's what I had heard. They've got an awful lot of really good CGI, man. They do, but... I don't know how accurate that could be. I don't know. I think it's pretty up there, but I, 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 Game of Thrones has to cost more. Simply because Game of Thrones uh, makes more. So they can charge, they can yeah. spend more. Well, I'd also heard that Netflix put, uh, footed the entire bill. Yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, their, their streaming deal with, uh, I mean, not like directly. It's not like Netflix was a producer or anything. But yes, their um, distribution deal with Netflix paid for the whole thing. Yeah. And you know what? MGM could have done that with Hulu. Yeah. MGM already has a deal with Hulu. All of MGM's stuff is... All of the things that MGM themselves own is on Hulu. They've already done a web series with Hulu. There's the critically acclaimed Handmaid's Tale, which is a Hulu-exclusive series, is made by MGM. I didn't realize MGM was involved. Yeah. So there was, instead of doing their own terrible streaming service. So bad. Admittedly, that's one of the big complaints about Star Trek Discovery is that CBS used it to keynote their terrible streaming service. Guess what? CBS's streaming service is way better than this crap. And it's not very good either. It's not that good either, but hey, it has an Apple TV app. And it has more than just Stargate, or more than just Star Trek, I mean. Uh, the Stargate thing, yeah. I, at least it wasn't expensive. Yeah. <laughs> but it's not a very good app. It's just, ugh. And they could have done this so much better. I, I really think that the best, and, I, and I'm hoping, because, yes, MGM obviously listens to our podcast to know exactly what we think. Because, duh. And I think, MGM, I think that you should talk to the Stargate Now people and get a new series going. Maybe even put it on Hulu as a streaming exclusive. You don't need to put it on TV. You know, TV still exists, but you can do web shows, just not this web show. 
I still feel like there are web shows and there are streaming exclusive shows and you shouldn't conflate one with the other. Okay. But yes, a streaming exclusive show would be fine. I would be perfectly happy with that. Because if they do an actual TV show, I'll just be buying the iTunes season pass for it anyway. Right. And just, there's so much wasted potential with this. Because it could have been great, and instead we got this dreck. I'm tempted to say it's the worst Stargate show ever, and I have I didn't even finish Infinity. Which to me says that Infinity would be worse. Mm, I finished this because I needed to podcast about it. Yeah. Well, on that cheery note, let's call let let's uh let's close up this episode. Yeah. So next week we'll be talking more happily about Stargate SG One. We'll be back in season two, where we will be discussing oh message in a bottle. Thank you for sticking with us while. We, I guess I had the more impassioned rant, but Stuart wasn't happy with the show either. Uh, thank you for sticking with us. I realize you may not actually want to tune in just to hear us complain about something the whole time, but we had to get it out there because it was terrible. We had, we, 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 we talked about some stuff that we liked. Yeah. We liked Wasif. Yeah. We, I, I couldn't sugarcoat this. This was not good. And that's just how it is. But anyway, uh, if you want to hear us talking more about Stargate, subscribe to our show. Uh, we are available at StargateWeekly.com. We are on iTunes and Google Play. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at Stargate Weekly. You can find me on Twitter, Gamicus. You can find me on Twitter at Tyrannicus. And that's our show. Yeah. 